G'day everyone, and thanks for listening in on the Markham's latest Invisible Strength podcast session. I'm Brennan Stead, Marketing Coordinator, and today we're having a sneaky fly on the wall listening to Mark Smith, our CEO, training Doug, one of our applicators. Mark is talking Doug through the science of concrete and how Accurate Hydrogel helps. Without further ado, here we go. So Doug, we're gonna take a trip inside to the concrete a little bit further deep down. So these are the aggregates. This is the sand, there's the cement, here's your moisture. And that's the moisture particles forming together to make a porosity to escape. Okay, that's right in the very beginning. So what happens after that, the aggregates don't change, the sands don't change. This, the actual cement reacts with the moisture that's in the mix and starts forming polymer strands. And each little cement particle forms these strands, and it's um, it's not known exactly like it's no just like each one can have an infinite amount of strands. It's not so they all interconnect. That's why they call cement. Those parts there are actually calcium silicate hydrates which start from the cement reacting with the water. They are the binder which hold concrete together. So they are the strength. They are the strength of concrete. So what happens is these in the early stage when there's no porosity come through and are all interconnected. Now bear in mind, these are only hours old. So this is like, in an assembly, getting a strong rugby player, as in the water particle, running through a whole lot of kids. It breaks their bond. So therefore, that's why you get the more moisture you have in the concrete, you weaken the concrete. So that's why people are always trying to provide concrete. It has to have a certain amount for workability, but also they don't want too much so that you get weak concrete. But at the end of the day, the porosities happen. So that is concrete, nothing to do with Acron. We'll then talk next about what Acron does when it comes into the concrete. So Doug, up until now, all I've talked about is concrete. I haven't even talked about Acron. But if we come back and think of Acron as a colloidal silica nanoparticle with a unique catalyst to make it penetrate into concrete that forms a calcium silica hydrate, remembering that the actual polymers that come out of the cement particle are calcium silica hydrate. That's why we say it's compatible with anything that's compatible with concrete and it transforms the way moisture is held in concrete. So even after the bleed water has gone, there is still parts of moisture that are left in the concrete. And that is what we call this relative humidity. So there's part of the moisture has been used up on the cement, part of the moisture has gone out as the bleed water gone, and then there's a residual amount of moisture in there um, that varies between every mix that's left in, and they refer to it as relative humidity. That relative humidity is really good for curing, it's really bad for floor coverings. So on one hand you want it good for curing, on the other hand you want it, um, you, you don't want it for floor coverings, or floor coverings just don't want it to move, that's the main thing. Okay, so you come along and add Acron. Acron works in the porosities, we are not a surface coating. So that's why you read the concrete when you're applying it, okay? And we would expect the Acron to go down and penetrate into the concrete in the porosities. It doesn't change the aggregate, it doesn't change the cement, it doesn't change the actual sands, it only works in the porosities. Do you know what? 
that doesn't even change the surface. So surface traction or surface sealing of the surface actually doesn't look any different between treated and untreated. So you've got this all the way through the concrete. Now what happens is that Acron comes down and it starts forming calcium silicate hydrate by reacting with the alkalinity in that moisture and it forms calcium silicate hydrates across the pores so therefore the moisture can no longer move through the porosities of concrete. Um, so people wonder, because carbonation, ASR and DEF are all kind of a bit of a combined thing, they're a bit of a specialist area, like you're talking bridges and infrastructure, the rest of the time most standard construction don't even talk about it, but carbonation just, you know when you go along the Auckland motorway and you see a new concrete barrier, yeah. and then a few months later you'll go past and that new concrete barrier started to go black. Similar to the ones that saw their pot? Started to go black along. Um, so, what that is, if you actually got out and touched those, yep. they're actually being etched. That black is not just soot, there is some soot. But what it is, is the carbon monoxide is landing on the surface, then the moisture is, and together, is mixing and creating an acid. Carbon dioxide or carbon monoxide and water is an acid. What breaks down concrete is an acidic environment. Concrete is alkaline. What do you break down alkaline with is acidic. So that constant moisture. So what? how does acron affect carbonation? It can't adjust it from the surface. But what it does do is it stops the carbonation going in and all through the veins of the concrete. Versus, so what I would say, in carbonation in acid environments, what you would see the eating in one year on an untreated concrete would be similar to three years on an embalmed or acron treated concrete. So that means we're timesing the durability by at least three times. Does that make sense? Yep. Saying, Doug, is that if you have skin cancer, that you're not going to do anything about it and it will never get to your bones. We all know that skin cancer ends up going along and affecting other parts of your body. So, in the same way, ASR is effectively only starting on the surface, a little at the very top surface, and then it gets more and more and more. But the problem is, if it goes untreated, it is without fail, it will go to the point that the reinforcing steel will rust out. So, I'm really concerned that people are doing, not doing anything about ASR when they should be. And the other part is, Dave, they think they're doing something about ASR by putting on a hydrophobic top, topical coating. It's absolutely stupid. The fact of the matter is, is that concrete still sweats behind that. Just like you as a human sweat in a raincoat on a rainy day. A concrete structure with a raincoat on it sweats inside, so therefore the ASR condition just keeps on going. You haven't done anything. In fact, you may have even made it worse. So what I'm hoping is that the industry actually will start thinking about ASR from an early detection point of view. And you only need to go and talk to like, people like Dr. John Belkowitz that will actually tell you that this is a, is a problem that people are haven't dawned upon okay, as okay. how serious it actually yep. is. So, yet in my lifetime, I hope to see that there's a change in thinking about how people treat ASR, DEF, is along the same type of thing, carbonation, all those different things that 
basically go back to the thing, stop the moisture transmission, create a constant within the concrete and you have no further ASR problems. So yeah, I'd like to really be able to help people that are in those early stages. So what is Martin doing? We are saving the world one concrete structure at a time. And that's it. Thanks all. If you want to get in touch, visit our website www.markhamglobal.com. We're keen to get your feedback or suggestions for future topics. Have a great day and don't miss our next episode.